Historic Resources Commission meeting. As it is now 6 p.m., we will go ahead and call to order the June 16th, 2022 meeting. Um, do you want to, Avery Lynn, want to give the preliminary rundown? Yes, thank you. This is Avery Kerner, planning staff, and I have a few housekeeping items to address for tonight's meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. During the meeting, please remember to mute yourself when you're not speaking. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please also turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. When you are participating, please turn your video on. We also ask that everyone state their name each time before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. And with that, I'll turn the meeting back over to the chair. Thank you. This is Chair Meyer again. Uh, we will go ahead and take roll call tonight to see who is present. Um, Commissioner Irby looks like is not present yet. Uh, Commissioner Johnson. Present. Commissioner Ezell. Here. Commissioner Klein. Present. Commissioner Coleman. Present. Commissioner Hawley. Present. Great, and obviously Commissioner Meyer is present. <clears throat> um, we will uh, take up the first item on the agenda, which is communications. Lynn, have we received communications from other commissions, the State Historic Preservation Officer, or the general public? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrative. You did receive one communication for this meeting, and that has been placed with the agenda item for the meeting. Thank you. Uh, this is Chair Meyer again. Is there any disclosure of ex parte communications by commissioners this evening? Seeing none. Uh, is there any, are there any declaration of abstentions for specific agenda items by commissioners this evening? Okay, seeing none. Do we have any committee reports this evening? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We do have an architectural review committee meeting that um, met about a project that was on your agenda last month. Um, it was a really good meeting and I'll let Jay, if he would like, report on that meeting. Yeah, and Lynn, you might have newer information than me, but um, us and me and Stan and Lynn met with the client and worked through some some options and I think it was a very productive meeting where they brought potential solutions and they are coming back I believe in two weeks is that correct Lynn or in a month and a half right because of the, right. they have a vacation Lynn Braddock Zollner Historic Resources Administrator yes they will be on the July agenda This is Chair Meyer, great. Um, glad we were able to make some progress there. Um, all right, we will move on to our consent agenda this evening. Um, and we, under the consent agenda, we have the action summaries from our January, March, April, two April meetings, May meeting. Um, and then we also have administrative approvals um, asking you to confirm the attached design review applications that have already been administratively reviewed and approved by staff. Uh, it's actually my understanding we can vote on all of that, all of the consent agenda at one time versus taking it up piecemeal. If anyone has any objections to that. Um, but I would ask, uh, is there any public comment on these items and then under the consent agenda that we know of? This is Avery Kerner, planning staff. I don't see anybody on Zoom wishing to speak on these items uh, and nobody is present in the, the chambers to provide comment. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again. Is there any uh, discussion by commissioners on anything on the consent agenda? <clears throat> Looks like everyone is definitively saying that there is no discussion. 
Um, I will make a motion that we approve uh, the consent agenda in its entirety, um, the action summaries and the administrative approvals. Um, great. So there's been a motion and a second. I'll make a roll call vote. Commissioner Johnson. Uh, yes. Uh, Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Yes. Commissioner Coleman. Commissioner Coleman, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. Commissioner Myers and I, so that motion carries six to zero. Uh, we will then move on to just general public comment. Do we have any general public comment this evening? This is Avery Kerner, planning staff. No, we do not have any public comment. This is Chair Meyer again. Uh, we will then move on to public hearing items. We only have one public hearing item tonight which is DR 21-111-623 Massachusetts Street. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is a design review application for an addition to the property located at 623 Massachusetts Street. It's a certificate of appropriateness review because the property is located in the environs of the J.B. Shane, Juno Bell Shane Thompson Photography Studio. The property is also located in the Downtown Urban Conservation Overlay District and subject to the Downtown Design Guidelines. The applicant has constructed an open air except when enclosed with windscreens patio with roof structure that is connected to the structure located at 623 Massachusetts Street. The patio structure has a shed standing seam metal roof metal post and square unpainted wood columns supporting the structure. The patio is approximately 768 square feet with the roof structure covering the entire patio area. Standard nine and, and the design criteria in chapter 22 apply. The downtown design guidelines also apply. This is showing um, a view from the sidewalk, looking back toward the building that's currently Black Stag Brewery, showing the structure that's built in front of the brewery. There was a sidewalk dining. Um, actually, it was patio dining that was approved for this location. And the new addition is the roof structure that you see in the photograph and it's actually attached to the building. So for building code purposes, this became an addition and not a freestanding patio structure. And that's why you see it before you this evening. Um, this is showing um, from the street view, if you can see it in the background beyond the tree. And then looking to the south, sorry, to the north, you can see it under the Black Stag sign. Um, this is an existing addition and it does not meet many of the applicable design guidelines and standards. However, staff is of the opinion that this is a unique circumstance um, due to this property has a setback for the building face from what is normally the front building line along Massachusetts Street. And if you noticed in your staff report, there was originally a garage here and the island with the gas station pumps was in front, which is why this building does not come up to that lot line on the east side. Um, so it is a very unique situation and um, staff is recommending approval for the certificate of appropriateness as it does not damage or destroy or encroach on the environs of the Shane Thompson studio. And it also, um, this is a photograph showing when the areas enclosed and staff is also recommending approval for the downtown design guidelines but if the commission approves a project for the downtown design guidelines that doesn't meet the guidelines then they must state why they are approving the project um, that doesn't meet the guidelines, the letter of the guidelines. So staff is recommending that you find that the subject property development pattern is not typical for the downtown urban conservation overlay district, that extenuating circumstances exist for this project, such as the building placement on the lot and the type of patio addition, 
and approve the downtown design guidelines review. And with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you might have. This is Chair Meyer again. I don't believe the applicant is present. Is he? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. The applicant is present. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not used to everybody, anybody being in person if someone is in person. I can't see anybody on the line. All right. Does the applicant wish to say anything? Uh, hello, I'm Kevin Edwards, uh, general contractor. I wasn't involved in the construction, but I am involved in the uh, permitting process and getting this uh, right with the city. The last photograph showed a plastic enclosure, which is something that is uh, not currently on there and uh, would not be replaced until doing a review with the fire department. I think they had some issues with that, but we that's not something that's currently up and that's not something that we will put back up until we get necessary approval for it that's the only comment i have at this moment um i just had this is chair meyer i had a question about the commercial building permit application that was done on G in january 20th of 2021 mm -hmm. which just said the project overall was temporary i mean obviously it's not intended to be temporary anymore is that right that is correct. Okay, this is Chair Meyer again, thank you. Oh, Jeannie, do you have a question? Um, I had a general question since I'm a new uh, person on the commission. Um, I was curious to know how the um, Historic Research Resource Commission has handled structures um, in the past that were built uh, first and then sought uh, permission uh, for a permit. Because that's the situation, it seems, that we're dealing with here. Mr. Chair Meyer again. Um, well, we've certainly had that issue in the past. And quite frankly, you know, it at times strikes us as it's better to ask forgiveness than permission about that. Um, and I, I'll be frank, I don't remember off the top of my head specifically. Sometimes I think that we have denied it and then it goes it gets appealed to the city commission lynn do you recall off the top of your head <clears throat> lynn braddock zollner historic resources administrator you have had both where the commission was able to approve the project because it met the standards and then you have had um, a couple projects that did not meet the standards and um, the applicant appealed to the city commission for approval This is Chair Meyer again. Go ahead. Um, line. I'm, I'm just concerned about setting precedents. Do you know what I mean? Of, I mean, I understand that there's a lot of situations that are in a, on a case by case basis, uh, but I would hope that um, uh, businesses, especially downtown, would not take this as an example of, you know, building whatever they like without permission um, and, and instead that they seek um, permits from the Historic Research Commission. Thank you. Uh, this is Chair Meyer again. Um, I'm going to go ahead at the moment and ask if there's any public comment. This is Avery Kerner, planning staff. There is no, no one present to provide public comment on this item. This is Chair Meyer. We, we do have an email included in the packet. I guess we should say that part uh, from Alex Kerr. So um, since there is no public comment, then we'll bring it back to the commission for discussion. And I, I guess I, this, I'm sorry, Chair, this is Avery Kerner, planning staff. We actually oh. do have a member um, of the public present who would like to speak on this item. Okay, this is Chair Meyer, uh, go ahead. I'm John Hampton, I'm the owner of Blackstack Brewery. Uh, and I, I do realize it was a unique situation with, with building the structure. Um, we built it right after COVID was announced and during the shutdown, when the only dining that was allowed was uh, in the outside area of uh, restaurants. Uh, so our situation was also unique and it wasn't our intention to circumvent um, city policy. The thought behind it was by the time that 
the approval process would have happened and down the road on into months later that the uh, the financial loss would have shut the business down. That's that's all I have to say. This is Chair Meyer. I, I guess, Mr. Hampton, I had a question. Are you talking about when you got the BERT building permit or when you went ahead with the additional construction onto the building itself? The construction of the awning that goes over the patio, uh, it was in the middle of winter. Uh, it was extremely cold that winter and we did use the plastic in that first winter to allow guests to sit outside so that we could remain open. Um, it wasn't practical to have the business open without the allowance of the outdoor space. Uh, we did get um, a couple of parking spaces, I believe, when the parking space, I, I forget what the program was called, but the parklets, I believe is what they're called, that still remain on Massachusetts Street. We didn't want to use that since we did have space already available on our own property. Yeah, okay, my, my question though is, I mean, is, it, is about the, not, I mean, not your initial construction application, but uh, the addition that we're here about on tonight. And my question is, did you not think you needed a building permit? No, we knew that we needed a permit. That process was going to happen, uh, as a, which is why we're here today. Okay, and I hope you, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but are you an attorney? I'm not. Okay, so, but you, so you knew there was going to need to be a building permit, but you didn't get it because you wanted to proceed faster? I'm just trying to understand. I was trying to keep my business open and without outdoor enclosed space, it wasn't going to be able to happen. Okay, this is Chair Meyer. I don't have any other questions for... Um, I have a question, um, Commissioner Klein, um, for the uh, owner. How long did it take to build the patio? You know, from the time you had to acquire uh, materials and then uh, building it and completing it, what was the approximate time period? I believe it was between three, three and a half, four weeks. So I have, a again, similar uh, question, similar to Chair Meyer about why, if you knew that the, that building the patio needed a building permit, I'm curious to know why you um, didn't apply for a permit, um, even as you were purchasing materials for the building, if it only took about a month to build it. We applied for the permit during the process of the construction. I spoke with Lee Queen about it prior to the project being finished. This is Commissioner Hawley. Um, Lynn, a question, looking at the file, it does look like, and I can't speak to when the construction began, but that the permit was submitted in January of 2021. So what, what was the delay for HRC process? Or is it only because it's becoming permanent now or asked to be permanent? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I believe that date is incorrect. Commissioner Holly, I would have to go back and check. I know. Um, I believe that's an incorrect date on that permit application. Excuse me, this is Kevin Edwards again. Um, I got involved as a general contractor when it when the city contacted John about needing to have a general contractor to complete the permit process. This permit application, I believe the date is correct, but that permit application was submitted after the project had already been completed. So that project had been completed already by the time of that initial permit application. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I know there um, is some permit history on this project. I can try to track that down for you if you would like me to. Um, it was, I, the construction took place, then the building permit was submitted. Um, the drawings were insufficient 
and there had to be a licensed contractor involved. And that's when, um, I'm sorry, what's your name? Kevin became involved with the project. And that's also when it got slated for design review. This is Avery Carter, planning staff. It looks like Commissioner Johnson uh, wishes to speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Chair Meyer. Yeah, please go ahead. I was I was looking at the packet. Sorry. Um, I it kind of sounds like to me that this was built like those the parklets that are with the other businesses it just they didn't have to use a parking space because they had the the, the space due to the setback um and the thing is is that all of those parklets were done during covid to allow businesses to be able to have open air dining and, and that kind of thing so that businesses could stay stay open um, and but those were temporary and there's a bunch of those all along Massachusetts Street that I'm I'm assuming and it sounds like that's kind of working its way through what to do with all of these temporary structures and things like that so with this I could I can understand how it looks from a temporary basis but now that it's being uh, proposed to be permanent, it seems like that those the higher downtown design guidelines and the historic preservation guidelines kick in, and it doesn't meet those. I, I am, I'm not. I don't understand how this building is unusual or different. I mean, I understand that it is set back, but everything else that has been done downtown where there is some sort of setback or something like that there's you're still using the same sort of materials brick or limestone or uh faux wrought iron um just across the street the um oh the old lawrence journal world building has that little bit that's set back but what's along the sidewalk are brick um, pillars and what looks like wrought iron. And then further down the block there along the Eldridge, that vacant lot there has the brick pillars and everything. And so it, it just seems like that, that this was okay temporarily, but now that we're talking about a permanent structure, it needs to follow the guidelines of using the similar materials and where the where the roof of the the patio overhang it comes in underneath and and I'm I'm not going to get my terminology correct but the the bit of limestone across it it's underneath there and it doesn't match up like every other awning or even metal roof overhang lines up with the the header there and so that doesn't line up the materials aren't the right materials um if i'm sure if that the applicant would have come in and talked to staff about hey we're wanting to make this permanent it wouldn't look like this it would have looked more like what has been done permanently with the little um sidewalk cafes and things um, and the tables with awnings and things like that have been done elsewhere. Um, and I know that this block of Massachusetts Street, a lot of those, those facades were redone, but they were redone in a way that met the design guidelines. So I think that in that spirit, even though this is set back, it should still meet the same guidelines that those buildings were redone to uh, when those were done. So, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined just to, to ask the, the applicant to, to go back to the drawing board and come up with a permanent structure that actually meets the design guidelines for downtown. So that's, those are my thoughts. 
May I respond to some of those thoughts, please? This is Chair Meyer. Yes, you may. Okay, this is Kevin Edwards, general contractor, once again. Um, I, we were told by planning and zoning that a temporary structure would not be allowed under any circumstance, at which point the structure uh, was attached to the building, which was when it was uh, characterized as a building addition. Uh, the project uh, was never intended to bypass any design requirements and to my understanding it is not in conflict in conflict with any design requirements um the materials are uh you know appropriate in terms of matching uh you know older materials things that would match the, the you know this historic context of the downtown area um, but there are an awful lot of rules involved and uh having a temporary structure was not an option and having this go through the process and only as a building option was the one option for this to move forward. And if anybody has any suggestions, we'd love to hear them and comply with any of your concerns. But uh, we have gone back to the drawing board. This process is going back to the drawing board. I mean, that's what's taking place here. So. Well, and, and, and I think I just made a couple of suggestions about brick and wrought iron and the canvas awnings. Um, that I, I I would have, I mean, there's there's some suggestions. This is Chair Meyer. I, I, I guess I'm a little surprised by your comments just because uh, Lawrence has always had standards and guidelines, um, particularly for downtown. And so, and I don't, I'm not trying to characterize any certain way. I mean, it sort of sounds like it just sounds too complicated uh, to deal with. I mean, that's why we're protecting downtown. I think the, the goal of a lot of our historic preservation is protecting downtown because that's very important. Um, and I, I'm a little bit confused by some of the comments because there was conversation earlier about how you knew you needed a building permit, but just went ahead anyway um, without the building permit, and maybe I'm missing something about that, but I mean, in my mind, knowing you need a building permit and proceeding without it is, makes it, I mean, that's, that's really not my issue if somebody proceeds without a building permit and then just wants to get approval of it later. Um, I mean, the project as it is, the, I mean, have you read the, um, did you see the staff report by Ms. Zollner? Regarding are speaking, this, are you speaking to to John, or are you talking? You speaking to Kevin? Sorry, Kevin, I'm talking to you right at this moment. Did you? I, did I you or involved, John? I was not involved in any of the construction. I am only involved in getting this to be approved by the city and facilitating that process. I did not uh, participate in the construction. I did not construct this um, this addition. I am just. Uh, a qualified professional to aid in facilitating both sides coming to a uh, a reasonable solution for this okay. issue. I know the rules. Um, okay. I don't. All right, this is Chair Meyer again, and I'm not speaking directly to you when I'm about to say this, Kevin. But I mean, the the as Ms. Olner notes in the staff report, the existing addition does not comply with many of our applicable standards and guidelines. Um, so it's it's not like it's just one minor guideline that it's not in uh that it's not working with so um i think there's a number of issues and you know the question becomes you know how does this get unwound now that it's built because i'm certain nobody's going to want to redo it or have the cost of of redoing that so um I'll, I'll let i'll bring it back to the commission for other commissioners to discuss if they wish Commissioner Coleman, um, I have a couple clarifying questions, I suppose, are uh, because I'm new to the commission. Are we reviewing the, the parklets or the patio structures that are um, being allowed in, in the parking spaces just generally? Are we reviewing those? 
Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Those were not reviewed. Um, they were under a temporary ordinance. There is um, a process ongoing right now for the city to have a new ordinance for those parklet um, designs. And part of that will be reviewed by the Historic Resources Commission for, or usually it'll be an administrative review based on the new design standards that will have to be appropriate materials um, for the downtown district. Thank you, Lynn. Um, Commissioner Coleman again. Uh, so if, well, I, the other question then is about the statement that the city staff told the contractor, the previous contractor, that a temporary structure was not allowed. I don't understand that because they are allowed in the parking spaces. And this is in a parking space. So I don't understand why it wouldn't be allowed here. And Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I think this one was different because of the way it attaches to the building. It became under building code um, defined as a building addition rather than a standalone parklet structure. Thank you. Um, so that to me, that means that if it were not attached to the building, which it wouldn't have to be, it could be a freestanding structure, then it would be considered the same as the other parklet structures, which we are, the city is trying to write an ordinance for and a design review process of. Is that fair? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I believe it had to do um, with the way the structure was already constructed when it came to the building permit for review. And I do believe it was the plans examiner for the city um, that said this had to be considered as an addition and not a freestanding structure. This is Chair Meyer again. Uh, Commissioner Klein, sorry, I see you have your hand up. Again, I'm, I have similar questions to uh, Commissioner Coleman. If the, it, it sounds like we're talking about semantics in a bit, in a, in a way, because if the if a city staff member told the contractor that it had to be called an addition to the building, then why did the city staff, whoever that person was, why did they not refer the project to this commission to make sure it was it was covering the downtown guidelines? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator, as soon as it was determined that it had to be a building addition, it was forwarded to staff to put place on a Historic Resources Commission agenda. We did not have all the information that we needed to proceed with placing it on an agenda for you, and that's why there's been a lag in time. We've been waiting for information from the applicant. This is Chair Meyer. Um, I just wanted, so I want to circle back around a minute. So basically what the staff report is asking is that uh, we take two actions, which is to uh, give it a certificate of, issue a certificate of appropriateness for the project um, in accordance with chapter 22. And then secondarily find that uh, make a special finding that this subject property development pattern is not typical for the downtown urban conservation overlay district and that extenuating circumstances exist for this project. Um, so that's the two things that we're, we're being asked to do tonight. And I'll, I'll just say from my perspective that I, I do not believe that extenuating circumstances exist. So I am inclined myself uh, uh, to not move to approve the project. But if somebody else wants to make a motion in that regard, they certainly can. We'll, we'll have two motions if there's a motion to move forward with it. I would like to make one last comment. Uh, Kevin Edwards, general contractor. This is the very first step in the approval process and in getting inspections from building safety, the fire department, uh, and all of the building and safety staff. Um, 
nobody else, no other department in the city will move forward on this until this portion of the uh, project is approved. So you can do whatever you feel is, is right. Um, but the, the, no further inspections, this, this whole process is ground to a halt with this committee and, and this process that we're engaged in right now. So um, just be aware of that. And uh, let's think about other people being allowed to do their thing too. Thank you. Mr. Chairmeyer, we'll bring it back to discussion. Or did you, is there another comment that wants to be made? Yeah, I do. I do have a comment. It's John Hampton, a business owner. Um, the special circumstances that we fell under during the time is that, that the entire city had just shut down because of COVID. And we were going to be able to re reopen with outdoor seating only at that period of time, which businesses that didn't have the opportunity to have outdoor seating, many of those businesses are shut down now. Um, a lot of those businesses might have had one or two tables outside. Um, I can list off a couple of different ones that opened around that time. They're no longer in business. All their life savings and everything is gone. We had a special situation in that we are building this, and it was intended to be temporary in the beginning. The city told us it couldn't be temporary, that it had to be a permanent structure. So we built it according to that. Um, the structure is way overbuilt in that it has welded steel supports. It has laminated um, roof structures. The, the, the steel surface of the, of the roof is the same steel surfaces on many awnings downtown, the same color. It is at a higher gauge. Um, the day after that project was complete, we got four inches of snow, wet snow, and it held up as it was supposed to. It has an engineering certificate, uh, stamped uh, engineering certificate. Um, it is lagged into the ground. Uh, is very sturdy. Uh, we are very much willing to uh, compromise and take in, uh, any uh, um, visual uh, type changes. We're happy to to uh, consider and, and work with the city on that. Uh, but the extenuating circumstances was the pandemic and that it is on private property and we're not taking up any parking spaces or putting something that might look shabby out on the on the street just because of the circumstance we tried to do the best we could uh given the situation that we were placed in and considerable amount of money was was spent to make it look as best as we could understanding that there were probably going to be some recommendations by this committee to make it look better mr chairmeyer thank you This is planning staff, um, Ava Kerner with planning staff. It looks like Commissioner Johnson would like to speak. Oh, sorry. I don't have everybody in my window, I guess. Uh, this is this is Chair Meyer again. Go ahead, Commissioner Johnson. Yeah, this is Commissioner Johnson. Um, I, uh, I think that there are some things to the existing structure that could be done so that it fits in better and meets the design guidelines for, for downtown. Um, some things particularly with, um, instead of, of the, the wood along the, the bottom brick and instead of the bare wood, um, uh, either doing something to where it is the same color as the limestone. So, but I don't think that, we are in at this meeting to, to, as some people might say, let's make a deal. Um, it wouldn't be appropriate to design it in like, you know, 30 minutes at a meeting like this. And so if there, there is, in the past, we've asked the architectural review committee to work with a, an, an applicant <coughs> and perhaps that's something that we could do but the the way it stands now, I wouldn't be able to to vote to say that it meets a certificate of appropriateness or that it 
is falls under an unusual circumstance. So for, for me, I wouldn't be able to approve it tonight, but I did go down and I walked downtown and I looked um, at other patterns downtown and thinking of the design guidelines, um, I could see where it could be um, improved, uh, but I wouldn't want to try to design it tonight. Mrs. Chairmeyer, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind an objection or a, a suggestion or a motion to send it to ARC. I mean, that's a possibility. Make your comment. Little note of the thing that she doesn't like isn't what we're discussing. Yeah, I just want to make a comment on it. I'm sorry, this is Chairmeyer. The, the commission is having a discussion right now. <laughs> Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Just to clarify the um, wood uh, railroad tie or cross ties that you see at the bottom that have been painted black were part of the originally approved outdoor dining patio. And the structure just um, covers those. It did not change um, the material or any of the layout of those timbers. Well, this is Commissioner Johnson, then what, <laughs> either this is an addition to the building or it's not. Is it just the roof being stuck on, at, tied into the building, making this an addition and nothing else? It's just the roof? Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, it's just the roof that makes this an addition tying in to the building that makes this addition to the structure. Then my next question is, this is Commissioner Johnson, would the, uh, the rest of the structure, like the railroad ties, that would come back to us eventually in the future when the city has new guidelines for the temporary structures? Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. No, it would not come back to you because it's on private property and not part of the parklet program. But it's, but it's a structure in the conservation district. And how is that not, I mean, how is that not something that is reviewable under design guidelines? Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. It is reviewable, and that is what you're reviewing this evening is this building addition. But not the railroad ties. Correct, not the railroad ties, just the roof structure that makes it a building addition. Why, this is Commissioner Johnson, why can't we review the railroad ties? <laughs> Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. If you want to look at the entire thing as a building addition, then that would be something that you could work with the applicant on if they were interested in changing that building material or just um, review the project as it is this evening. This is Chair Meyer. I, I, I guess my question is, uh, is the applicant have any interest in working with the Architectural Review Committee? Yes, this is uh, John Hampton, a building a business owner. Um, just a clarification on the, uh, the perimeter um, wooden fence, I guess, lack of a, a better term to use for it. Uh, they're not railroad ties for one thing. They're, they're cedar um, structural timbers that were approved before the business opened. That, 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 was, that was brought before this committee. Um, the change that we made to it as it used to be, uh, just the raw timber look and the conclusion from that, uh, that meeting was that it was to be painted black. And that was already brought before uh, the department and approved three years ago. The, the fence that goes around the patio has been there for three years and was part of the original design review process and approved. What we're working with here is the awning that covers that, that provides uh, protection from the elements underneath basically two thirds, three quarters of that patio. 
uh, I, I wasn't coming prepared to discuss something that had already been approved. I'm very prepared to talk about the awning and its support structure. The fact that it was built, not attached, but the city required it to be attached, which then, you know, brings us down the down the rabbit hole to where we are right now. And I'm very, very happy and very willing to, you know, discuss what we need to accomplish to move forward. This is Chair Meyer. Um, I, I guess I'd like to ask the members of the Architectural Review Committee if, if you see any benefit to sending it there. I guess that's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, I realize the applicant is, but I'm not on the Architectural Review Committee, so I'll leave that to you to discuss. This is John Hampton again, the business owner. My understanding was I don't have the paperwork with me, but my understanding was that it had already been through architectural review. This is Chair Meyer again. Oh, yeah, we're talking about what to do with this this evening in terms of okay. the issues that are raised in the staff report. Okay. This is Commissioner Holly. I do, Commissioner um, Chair Meyer, I do think I'll just, my opinion is that I do think this could benefit from discussion at the architectural review company um, committee. Um, it's in the backstory of that the the cedar being approved makes total sense to me at a glance. It fits in. I do think as this becomes an addition, um, it changes the nature of it where that addition as a whole is now encapsulating what was formerly a fence and is now a bigger move. Um, picking up on some of the comments Commissioner Johnson made, I do think there could be some potential options. I, I know the applicant might not love it, but if you, even as simple as moving the structure up or bridging so that that lintel is not exposed um, where it sticks out might be easy moves. Um, having eaten hamburgers under this patio, I agree that it's a uh, good amenity and I, I want it to stay there, but I do think that if it was started from scratch as a building addition, there would have been changes made if it went the number, normal review process that um, might make it look a little different than this while the same in spirit. So I, I think talking through it at the ARC would be, uh, I'd certainly support such a motion. This is Chair Meyer, any other committee comments? Or a motion of some kind, I would entertain that. Well, this is Commissioner Johnson. I would move that we forward this to the ARC for them to take a look at the structure. Commissioner Coleman, second. Okay, Commissioner Johnson has made a motion and Commissioner Coleman has made a second. So we'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Johnson? Uh, Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein? Nay. Commissioner Coleman? Commissioner Coleman, aye. Commissioner Hawley? Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries five to one. Lynn, do you want to just explain for a minute about the Architectural Review Committee scheduling? Um, the next Architectural Review Committee is the first Thursday of July. Um, we usually try to work out that time with the committee members and with you so that we can get a schedule that works for everyone. And then that would place you back on the July HRC agenda, which is the third Thursday in July. This is Chair Meyer again. Thank you, Lynn. Um, all right. This project will then go to the Architecture Review Committee and hopefully see you at the July meeting.
Uh, we will now move on to the next item on the agenda, which is miscellaneous items. Do we have any miscellaneous items this evening? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We actually have two miscellaneous items. The first is welcoming Commissioner Coleman and um, asking the commission to appoint her to the Architectural Review Committee. This is Chair Meyer. Welcome, Commissioner Coleman. And uh, I certainly would uh, believe we should appoint uh, her to the Architectural Review Committee. So. Commissioner moves that we approve the appointment of Commissioner Joy Coleman to the Architectural Review Committee. Uh, this is Chair Meyer. Does that require does that require an actual vote? I can't even remember. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. In the past, you have taken a vote on this. Okay, all right. Well, I will second that. So there's been a motion by Commissioner Klein and a second by Commissioner Meyer. So we'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Johnson? Chair Johnson, yes. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein? Yes. Commissioner Coleman? Commissioner I guess Coleman. You... Hi. I mean, do I okay. vote myself? I don't yes, know. you can. You certainly can. <laughs> Commissioner Hawley? Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Myers and I, so that motion carries six to zero. Congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> Just in time. Thank you. <laughs> and then the other miscellaneous item from staff is that your July meeting will be a hybrid meeting. That means you can attend the meeting in person in the city commission room or you can choose to participate via Zoom. We will send out, when we send out the quorum call with the, when the agenda is published, we will ask you to respond and let us know if you will be participating in person or via Zoom so that we have the ability to arrange for that setup to take place. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Mrs. Chairmeyer, I don't have any. and. It doesn't look like anybody else does either. Maybe my question is, how long is the agenda right now for July? <laughs> Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I believe you'll have two items on the agenda. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have no more miscellaneous items then. Uh, so I will move that we adjourn for the evening and See you all in some fashion in July. Thank you. Thank you.